1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in hero. And hopefully we've never used that before. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am Summer and I'm here with my co-host Joy. And Joy, I want you to know that if you somehow got really famous, I would be the chair of your fan club and I would not kill you.
0: Oh, that's great! Or anyone else, right? or anyone, right? But especially not you. That's not my favorite gesture, in case you guys were wondering. It's really not. It's not a gesture I really like. <laughs> I don't consider myself a terribly romantic person, but that's one of the gestures I don't appreciate. Just in case you know. I was know. thinking of you know Selena, right? Right. I was thinking of that guy with Jodie Foster. What? Because he tried to assassinate. What's his name? He tried to assassinate a president to get her attention. No way. Anyway. That's weird. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yes. that's not something. <clears throat> that's not I would do. But I would be the chair of your fan club. That's awesome. Happily. And you have like shirts and. Yeah, I'd do the whole bit. I don't even know what a, Joy, what is a fan club involved. Joy today?
1: fan club. I don't know like, like the official reddit thread right and like you remember when the internet started and people had fan clubs yeah like you could go online and mine for pictures of orlando bloom right oh I never, yes i mean not i, that I ever that. did that
0: what are you talking about <laughs> anyway you're right i am joy <laughs> all that to say <laughs> and i'm here with my beautiful co-host summer white and summer um if you moved into a rundown but charming cottage, I would come over and we'd fix it up via plucky and hilarious fixin' stuff montage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where did that you know, come from? There's just so many of them. It's <laughs> like, are. oh, oh, I just bought this bar, but it's going to need a lot of work. <laughs> right. And then it's like... All the friends show up and, like, like, yeah. and then you it's, see all the hard work. But instead of showing everything step by step... They just show them like when they like paint, paint each paint other, each other. <laughs> yes. and there's like energy, like energizing music yes. in the background. And you feel Victoria? And then all of a sudden, the very end of the montage is them like standing back, and they're like admiring it. We sure it. worked hard on that bar today. We totally Aren't you did glad it. it's done? Exposition, exposition. <laughs> I feel like there's
1: like a. There's an analogy in there of how, like, we're supposed to build
0: things. Right. Or something. Or someone else is gonna hear this and be like, Millennials (laughs) wanting to get it all done faster than they should, (laughs) skipping all the important steps. (laughs) Hard work builds character. I'm just
1: thinking of all the angry, like, memes about how old people don't like millennials right now, and anyway. Even though they created them. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so, right, today, uh, we decided to talk about something that we're really bad at. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that... Uh, has, has not been near and dear enough to our hearts. And I think you guys will probably agree after you listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the topic is contentment. Yes. And so here's the thing about contentment is until recently, I thought my whole life being content was just figuring out how to be thankful enough. Right. Really. Just being happy with what you have. Right, which is like a very basic stripped down definition. But then the way it actually plays out in our lives, I don't think is something that we talk about enough. Right. And so I shared this quote from a book on contentment by Nancy Wilson and her daughter wrote Even Exile. If so, if any of you have read Even Exile from our recommendation, just FYI, this book on contentment um, that I'm reading right now. Our daughter wrote Even Exile. So these people are smart. Right. They are. So I just shared a snippet, a paragraph from the book, and the response from people blew me away. Um, people who were saying they felt convicted, people who were saying it was wrong, um, people right. who were sharing it, people who were like, I needed to hear this. Um, and I posted it because I needed to hear it, not because I have this figured out or. Right. Um, That's gra- certainly
0: not why it's the topic. No. It's not like we, were, we like wrote. It wasn't like a, a montage. <laughs> right. Of us just figuring it out. And now I we're did. like. Good. Now that we've got contentment down. I totally let's get. Let's do the podcast. Contentment. Yeah. Should I read this quote? You guys can't tell, but Summer has like a big paint strip on her. From where I painted <laughs> her. As we learned painting. about contentment. Anyway. After we choreographed
1: our dance. <laughs> That we do every (laughs) week while we're recording, right? So, anyway, okay. Nancy Wilson had this to say about being stressed out. She said, "But we live in a world where it is easy and acceptable to be stressed out by circumstances and events, and we even plan for, excuse, and accommodate stressed outedness, stressed outness." After all, it is the mother of the bride, or the new wife, or the new mother, and how can we expect anything else during finals week, or the first week on the new job, or when the bills are overdue, or when the baby is overdue? Funny when you think about it, we had to coin the term stressed out to describe this common condition of a disordered heart. We even use being stressed out as an excuse for anger, unkindness, rudeness, worry, or flaking out on our duties. It can even cause us to get sick, but stressed out is not a neutral behavior. It is a sinful manifestation of an unquiet heart, and it often brings a host of other sins with
0: it. There you go. Podcast over. (laughs) Just kidding.
1: What's going to happen is I'm going to finish reading her book on contentment. And I'm going to be like, why didn't I just come in the studio and read this out loud? <laughs> she had
0: 85,000 better things to say. She will do it better. than yes. us. So you can yes. check out that book. You could. Now would be the time for that plug. <clears throat> yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, so I read that and it was a punch in the gut because even before I started reading the book, which I started yesterday. I'm mm-hmm. halfway through it. It is short, and it's um, a quick and easy read. But uh, even before I started reading it, I was thinking about this yesterday because um, I was actually I was living out what she just described, like in real time. Mm-hmm. I was having this horrible, rotten, no good, bad day. Um, everything was going wrong. I think I described it to somebody as... Like I don't see a light at the end of this tunnel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just being all around just so self-centered and focused on all my problems. And this is hard to say out loud because unlike the people who love the live authentic hashtag, like I'm telling you right now that I was sinning. Um, I was letting my anxiety and worry overwhelm me um, to the point where all I could see was my own troubles, my own struggles, my own problems. And then I was using the, you know, the rudeness, the unkindness, the anger, the flaking out on my duties. I was using the stressed outness as an excuse. Well, I'm stressed out. So of course I'm acting this way. Right. Um, and so, you know, ultimately it was the, through talking to a friend and the conviction of the Holy spirit that I realized like I'm in sin right now. Like I am not, I am guilty of anxiety. I'm not uh, being prayerful. I'm not, I'm thinking I'm so focused on myself and my own life at this point Um, I'm not being grateful for what I do have. I don't have an eternal view at the moment because I'm zoomed in on these problems. And it just really opened my eyes to how often I just live in that state. And it's constant. It's just constant. Right. And what's interesting is, is I don't remember the last time I had somebody call me out on that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering if we don't call people out on that enough. Um, and that none of this is to say that
0: stress isn't real because right. stress is real. Life is difficult. We live in a fallen right. world. Well, and none of this is to say that anytime you hear anyone acting stressed or looking stressed that you need to go call them on it. Right. Um, our <clears throat> encouragement would be more of a many people find these relationships that way. When you tell someone it's not about you or you're being self-centered, it's not, it's, it's we would like it in a, in a perfect world that would come from someone that knows your situation. Right. um, And that you have a a relationship with. Right. um, So that they can legitimately say, look,
1: right. (laughs) Like this is what you're doing right right. now. This is, this is where you're at. Um, And we should be bearing one another's burdens that way. And we should be, we should have relationships with people where they're close enough that they can look into our lives and say, Hey, you know, you've right. been sounding really discouraged lately. It sounds like this is what you're focusing on lately, and and I would say in those situations, before coming to someone and saying, "Hey, you're being X, Y, and Z," start asking questions, right? Well, because many
0: times, the real issue is not. The real issue is not. Um, my bills are late. Of course, that's an issue. The real issue isn't my kids, this and this. My wedding, this and this. My job, this and this. Generally, if you notice someone that is in a long standing state of stressed outedness, stressed outness, Mm -hmm. we'll go with that. um, (laughs) Chances are there's something else going on, too. Right. Um, And that the Christian that is living with that sort of ugly heart for a long period of time Mm -hmm. is not probably not going to be doing all that well they're probably not going to be feeling great right (laughs) and they may not even realize necessarily that this sort of stressed out conceited disease has sort of crept in and like made a home right
1: and Nancy called it having a disordered heart and I think that's a condition it's not a moment like obviously we're going to have moments where we have disordered hearts. The question is, how are you responding to that? What are you doing to reorder your heart? What are you doing to solve that problem? Mm -hmm. Because if you're just accepting the line that, well, you're stressed out, so of course you have a disordered heart, that's not the answer. And what's really interesting to me, I noticed when this made me want to go back and read um, Philippians 4, when Paul's talking about uh, being content. So... What's interesting to me is the the section on being content and not being anxious starts at verse 6. But right before that, he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. So it's interesting to me that there's a connection between not being anxious, between being um, in prayer, between being content, between laying your anxieties on God and being a gentle person. The question is, um, if you are a person who can't be described as gentle, are you content? because I don't know anybody who lives a stressed out life, including myself, um, where I'm just like, oh, I'm just stressed out. Like, who would describe me as gentle? And that's a question to ask yourself. Right. Um, Because I think, you know, one of the contentedness isn't listed in one of the fruits of the spirit, but it is certainly something that we're commanded to uh, learn how to do. And it is going to be a result of living out the fruits of the spirit. Um, And so I would say if someone is constantly stressed out, um, if that's the state that they live in and you want to speak into that, really start by asking questions because Paul actually gives a, you know, a prescription there in those verses for how to be content. Um, and he mentions that he learned contentedness. So we know he wasn't born with, born? Born? He wasn't born with it, y'all. <laughs> he ain't born with it. <laughs> um, and the prescription he gives, there's four parts. Uh, we give our anxieties to God. We pray specifically, we're thankful, and we dwell on the positive. And this is followed by the section, the famous section, starting in verse 8, about uh, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, we should be dwelling on those things. Right. And so show me someone who's stressed out who's dwelling on those things.
0: Right. Well, and also the call following that says, at any time. Right. So, um we we will it's totally a given that real stress exists yes things maybe that you do that make your life harder or something that has been done to you that makes your life harder whatever the situation um, real stress being a thing isn't a cop out to not be content right Um, and if anything Paul he said I've learned to be content in all these times right um, and actually he did it with support, right from others. It's pretty much the whole reason for him writing this, right is thanking another group of people right for supporting him. Right. This is, doesn't happen in a vacuum, right, right. And that's honestly, I think that's where I mean, a lot of sin occurs in the vacuum. Yes. <laughs> but um, discontent, stressed outness, however you say it. Um, <laughs> that happens many, many times. When you are just caught up in your head all day. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're not... if Basically all this to say, um, if there is a real issue that's Mm -hmm. going on underneath all that stress, Mm -hmm. um, you can have someone who loves you and who you love bear your burden. Right. Um, That's absolutely an option. And then also, um, we need... We need people who are around us Mm -hmm. to tell us when to say, hey, look, I've noticed that you're like really like this thing has just gotten its hooks in you and right. What's going on? Right. You know, what can we do? We need both. We need to be we need to have people call us out on things. And we also need when we when we realize something like that in our heart, we need to be able to say hey, like, I'm sorry that you came over the other day and I just complained to you for 45 minutes. <laughs> right, right, Like, I complained to you about stuff when we could have had a great conversation about uh, just, true, honorable, like, right. <laughs> all these right. things, you know? Right, Um, And we didn't. Right. So there is a line, right,
1: like you're saying, like, between we want to bear each other's burdens... But I think the question to ask is, if someone were to describe you, what would they describe? Are you steadfast? Are you unwavering? Are you patient? Are you peaceful? Right. Are you any of these things that um, Paul says we should be thinking on? Are you any, would anybody describe you with the fruits of the spirit? Would anybody describe you with um, the description of what love is? Right. Are you, you know, are you all of these things? And I think sometimes that's a good way to check ourselves is what would the people closest to me say about me if the answer is she's always stressed out she's always this she's always that then it's time to really question are we just are we adding stressed outness to our list of respectable sins right is this just yeah it's okay life's hard therefore you know of course we're always stressed out that's not the answer right um and being stressed out is never an excuse for sin And so this is something I really need to begin to put to practice in my life. (laughs) And I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to need to happen on the daily. I don't think anybody is ever going to graduate
0: from. Well, and there's your uh, good old self-control fruit. Right. Um, Right. You know, when you, especially if you've been living in this like perma-stressed out mode. Right. um, It may be hard at first to stop, Mm -hmm. to stop the venting, Mm -hmm. to stop like this constant outpouring Mm -hmm. of things that are wrong or things that you need to do or whatever it may be. Right.
1: So are you giving your anxieties to God? Because we're specifically told in Philippians how to overcome this, how to be content. And so we have the prescription there. Are you doing it? Are you giving your anxieties to God? Are you praying specifically? Are you being thankful for what you can? And are you thinking on the worthy things that we're told to think on. Right. And I think that's the best way to diagnose yourself is can you take yourself through that passage and say, you know, check, check, check. Yes, I've done this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think that if we're honest with ourselves, those of us who do live stressed out lives and, and would describe ourselves that way, the
0: answer is probably no. Right. Right. I would, I would, that's a pretty good bet. Yeah. Like you're making a lot <laughs> of money bet. on that bet. <laughs> yeah. If someone's Giving you the opportunity to take that bet. Take it. Take it. <laughs> not yeah. that we probably shouldn't be betting on each other's sinful nature, right? Oh, no. Uh, no. I can probably just not. bet that we are sinful. <laughs> that's
1: it. <laughs> okay, so that's, I mean, I haven't finished the book or right. graduated from well, content it's, it's a very
0: simple thing. Mm-hmm. The uh, prescription to it is very simple. Mm-hmm. It's another one of those things that we sort of complicate. Um I would suggest that if you're overcomplicating it, if you're giving yourself room for real stress, that you're rationalizing a discontented heart. Um, I'm not saying there's not real stress. Right. But even then, that's not an excuse. Right. The command is not like, oh, well, display the fruits of the spirit unless. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That will never be. Right. That will never be. That will never be a thing. Right. And in that moment, like, I think we can probably all, everyone who's listening, um, can attest that when you've done it right, when you get together and you, when you, when you are prayerful about something, thankful, and then when you get with your friend and instead of venting, Mm -hmm. you have a fruitful not necessarily positive sometimes it's realistic just a very real talk real conversation right um that feels much more mm-hmm. therapeutic yeah than just like a big yeah vent fest
1: yes vent fest is i've never had any like great fruit come come of that um and i it was on you know yesterday i felt like i vented to my friend and then just the, the Holy Spirit, I don't know how else to say it, right. just like really convicted me of what right. I was doing, and then having to go to her and essentially confess, like, this is this is what I'm doing, like, this is my problem right now. My problem isn't actually any of the things I just told you. Right. Like, my problem is that, uh, my problem is sin, and I'm being sinful, and that doesn't feel good to admit, because sin is shameful, right. Right. and it should be. Right. Um. It doesn't feel great to say out loud, but I was, I realized not through my own goodness, but through the Holy Spirit, um, that I was sinning, and I needed to repent of that. Right. And I needed to say to her, I'm sorry that I, you know, obviously, as someone who's in my life, like, she's going to listen and be there right. and be encouraging, but I, you know, it's like, I was just being ugly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just let her see all of that. Yeah.
0: Just, here's all this ugly. Right. Um, and so... And it does, it feels like really poisonous afterwards like yeah. you don't feel good no like it's not even there's no like catharsis no in it like you just feel angry and right disappointed and right i needed to
1: give it to god <laughs> like i right. needed to recognize the sin give it to god be prayerful be thankful repent like put myself through these steps that we see in philippians of really actually dealing with anxiety as opposed right. to just like verbalizing it right um, and you know, luckily because not luckily, woo. Uh, <laughs> someone was going to point that out, right? Because we're in Christ, we can do that, right? And that's only because we're in Christ can we do that? Right? Um, the world has to just like put out good vibes or bad vibes mm-hmm. or vent, um, and we have someone that we can confess our sins to and repent of them. Right? And I'm thankful for that. Right? And I'm thankful for my friend. You know that's who it. you are. <laughs>
0: Anyway, it's a. I mean, that's like those are the best friendships, I think. To have, they are. Um, they really are the ones where people will tell you mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. shape up, yes, <laughs> or the ones where you are like, I just really need to apologize to her right now. Like that's a sign of and I knew really that could. great intimacy right. is like going to someone being feeling like right, like there is almost like there there is a catharsis in that. There is yes. a therapy in going to someone and asking for forgiveness when you are close. And, love and one you're one just another. being ugly. Right. Yeah. And I
1: knew that she would. Right. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that's it, guys. I hope if you get anything out of this, that it's just that um, God has an escape for you. If you are living out a stressed out life and hopefully maybe we can drop a little conviction in there, too. I know that I needed it. Right. And I think we should be talking more about uh the idea of being content is not just how thankful can you be? There's right. more to it than that right. and yeah. how it, how it shows up practically in our lives. Um, there's more to it than that. So right. read Nancy Wilson's book. I am, I doubt it's going to end badly. I can't speak for the end of it yet, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have a new segment. We do enjoy. You invented it and I'm so excited about it. So you tell us
0: what it is. Um, so as you guys know, feminism is just up to stuff all the time they're always up to stuff always up to something Um, (laughs) always getting into things (laughs) tomfoolery tomfoolery Um, so hooligarchy (laughs) it's my favorite one there we go Yep. (laughs) is the arky that's a little triggering for the (laughs) feminists I'm sure but um, (laughs) um, (laughs) I decided that we need to do a segment called Feminist of the Week. Yeah! So, so excited. Um, we are going to bring to you our favorite silly feminist thing. Feministy thing. Right. From this that last we find. week. Yes. It's going to be so hard to choose every week. Let's be honest. There's just an overflowing. Plethora. Yes. Myriad. Myriad. <laughs> myriad. <laughs> Legion. Legion. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, we're going to keep going with this, right? Um, okay, so today, for our very first ever mm, Feminist Place of the a week. week segment, I wanted to bring to you <laughs> the Alamo Drafthouse, mm-hmm. who is doing, um, I think they're doing a few screenings, a few women-only screenings of the movie Wonder Woman, which comes out June 2nd. So it's coming up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about this. So they announced um, Alamo Drafthouse Austin. Okay, ladies. Now let's get information. Update. We've added two screenings. <laughs> Tickets are live now. And then underneath there's a picture of Wonder Woman. And um, it's a woman-only screening. Wonder Can Woman. Can you believe... That they allowed Wonder Woman to shave her armpits. I know that was another thing. If we had been doing this <laughs> segment before, yep. I would have brought that up. Yes. In this picture, actually, they have her hair like over her armpit. So right. So maybe if you can't tell. Maybe she didn't shave that day. Maybe I she don't didn't. know. But anyway, feminists were also angry that, that she um, that the non-shaving arm. community was not represented in Wonder Woman, <laughs> even though she has constantly, for all time, never had, not armpit, had armpit, armpit hair. hair. <laughs> also, for most of her life she's been a cartoon. So anyway, um <laughs> just gonna throw that in there. Right, right. Um actually I'm interested. I wanna kinda go and like look through She never had armpit no, no one No no drew, no no I wanna go and look oh. through and see if they even drew armpit hair for they don't back but when she was created, like they didn't show men in anything other than long sleeves, even. Right. Anyway, so right. I don't think much ar- underarm hair is represented overall. In comic just, books. Right. Right. Exactly. This wasn't like a microaggression. No, I don't think so. Um, but. OK, so women's only screening. Right. And, and they that, posted it on Facebook right. that they were yes. doing this. So they advertised it all over the place. Apologies, gentlemen. we're embracing our girl power and saying no guys allowed for one special night because girl power is totally when no men are around right the girls have to be powerful only when men are absent right sorry i guess so um i'm also guessing there's no men in this movie it's just all like faceless (laughs) androgynous (laughs) well that's what they're becoming anyway androgynous wouldn't be appropriate because there's still male representation right Um, wrong. Anyway, but so as you can imagine, the internet responded. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Because not only are feminists active but trolls are as well. Yes. They're all over the place. They may even be up to more than the feminists. Yes. And I love them. But somehow, um, feminists are always surprised yeah. <laughs> when they get trolled. How are they always surprised? <laughs> okay, so the internet is a big conversation, mm-hmm. essentially. Yes. So you are going to get every viewpoint. You're going to mm-hmm. get people who are being tongue-in-cheek. You're mm-hmm. going to get people who don't understand jokes. Mm-hmm. You're going to get all, all kinds. kinds. Yep. There is no woman's only mm-hmm. internet. no. We
1: the internet goodness. is not, for the most part, an echo chamber.
0: Right. So, okay. So, I started this article. I started reading it and I was like, okay, well, so here's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Alamo Drafthouse is a company. Yes. That runs in a capitalist, air quotes, mm-hmm. society. Yes. Um, so, essentially, what they did, they should be allowed to do. Right. There's plenty of things. Like, if they just wanted to say, hey, this is a girl movie. She's a girl superhero. Um, we're going to do one tiny screening. Um, bring your daughters. Bring your sister. It's going right. to be like a thing. Girls and it's just going to be like, oh, girl power, girls night out, whatever. Right. So um,
1: I, I have was- never, by the way, I have never been upset when I've gone to the gun range with my dad. And they have not charged me and said something like, well, it's it's girls day. Haha. But right. really, they're just so happy to have a female. In the range right. that they're like, what gun would you like to rent for free? Right. And I get free things. Right. I'm
0: not mad about that. No, just women do get perks. We can PS. admit it. Not for everything. I don't, people are going to be so mad at what we're talking about right now. I don't even right care. Now. They're going to forget the whole rest of this episode. Zero caring just, is happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, the Internet responded. And at first I was kind of like, well, you know what? It's Alamo Drafthouse's business. Yeah. To, if they want to do that. Why can't they do that? That's fine. Yeah. Um, the I would say that if there was some sort of financial consequence, that would be theirs to bear because they chose, they chose for their business. Right. Or if there was, you know, more people came because it was a girls thing. Great. Great, great for them. Welcome to capitalism. Right. But so people responded. <laughs> and then we found out that Alamo Drafthouse actually had a little bit of an agenda. Yeah. Mer, it's not um, great. Big surprise. <laughs> right. But so people... I don't even know how to really, like, accurately describe this whole thing. (laughs) Um, Because there was so much that happened in between. Right. Um, I know you had a favorite.
1: I do have a favorite. Well, the first one, and this will give you a picture of kind of what the responses were. There were dudes who started trolling it and one guy was like apparently equality is only selective nowadays how about a men's only showing of a movie or is that not how equality works
0: which i totally get this person's point right um and then and alamo Drafthouse sent them a link to where they can create a private event
1: right and they said this has zip to do with equality this is a celebration of a character that's meant a great deal to many women since 1940 okay great I I really like the ones about, like, identifying. Someone was like, just go, guys, and say you identify as a female. Which totally exposes the just ludicrousness of our society today where it's like you know feminism and girl power except like gender is not real and you can be whatever you identify as and right. so they did eventually say that they, on the invite that it was women or people who identify as women they had right. to go PC right because they can't they're trying to celebrate women but they can't actually celebrate women right. because what is a woman because right. gender is a social construct right so they actually had to add
0: well they didn't have to add but they chose to add women or those who identify as women right which to me again just screams capitalism business. They're doing it because they want they money. They want, want people to, to show up.
1: Right? Right. My favorite one was Alamo Draft House. Will there be a mail opening, a mail only screening for Thor or a special screening for it that's
0: only for those who identify as clowns? <laughs> 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 Whoever that was, that's just brilliant. Right. Um, so basically, yeah, uh we had there wasn't even like, mostly the people that responded to this were trolls, and then the feminists responded to them. Right. And then Alamo Drafthouse continued to um, say, sorry if you feel excluded, and they held to this thing, we want to have a girls' night only for just women, girl power, this, this figure has meant a lot to a lot of people for a very long time. Right. Um, so it's gone, we scroll down, 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 Okay. This was the ultimate statement. This to me does not scream capitalism. Oh, okay. Okay, so Alamo Drafthouse creator manager Morgan Hendricks responded to the back- backlash saying that providing an experience where women truly reign supreme has incurred the wrath of trolls only serves to deepen our belief that we're doing something right. As a result, we will be expanding the program across the country and inviting women everywhere to join us as we celebrate this iconic superheroine in our theaters. So to me, mm-hmm. this took a turn. Yeah. It became a, a political stance, right. essentially. It be, yeah. They basically just said, because we see all these people making fun of women, it's really true that they deserve right. their own night right, to see a showing. And right. I just thought that was silly. Yes. Um, I think that that's, uh, I don't think that corporations necessarily need to like be involved in this kind of stuff. Right. Um. But it is their incentives, so right. go for it. Right, yeah. But so, anyway, I thought um, that Alamo Drafthouse Austin should be our feminist of the week. Um, <laughs> and I just want to say to Alamo Drafthouse that uh, you're a movie theater and not a hero. <laughs> you did not put the her in hero, <laughs> Alamo Drafthouse.
1: We did. <laughs> All right, well, that's our first one, and I am so excited. To just really enjoy the internet for the sake of
0: mining topics for this segment. It's great to see (laughs) what people are slammed for and what they're lauded for. What they're praised for. You just never know in this Like, never in my life have I just, like, slow clapped for a movie theater before. But I guess if they're saying what you want to (laughs) say. I'm still not slow clapping. If they're on your side, you're like, oh. Oh, okay. I like it. Alamo, my hero. Right.
1: (laughs) All right, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, We do have a very special guest coming up, and I have been in cahoots with her via email, and I'm just so excited. Um, We're going to do two episodes with her. That's coming up soon, and I just scheduled someone for the fall that I just can't even believe. And no, I'm not telling you who it is, but what Secret. is my life? Um, so we have exciting things coming up. So please keep us around by supporting us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com
0: slash Is it Alamo Drafthouse? It's totally Alamo <laughs> Draft House. The whole building is coming here, guys. They're going to give us an official comment.
1: No, it's not them. It's not them. Um, all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah.
0: Sky is